You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, friends. Welcome to another episode of Flying Casual. Uh, looking a little empty here tonight. We are missing one of our uh, companions. Holly is probably sleeping at the moment, if I'm going to be honest. So you just get Luke and I tonight, which I mean, you know, Luke's bringing the sex appeal. Um, I just am now realizing that Grogu is right behind me. I don't know how he got there. This is scary. I didn't put him there. I don't think Holly put him there. I think he's walking around the house. This is live. This is a development that I'm just now realizing happened in my house, and I'm a little worried. If you see, if you're watching on YouTube and you see Grogu move behind me, please just, you know, leave a comment. Um, but, guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I, I'm just going to, you know, there was, a, there was a, big, uh, a big episode of The Bad Batch this week, Luke. Um, uh, but before we get to that, there's also another big release in that The Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, was released in theaters across the country and streaming on HBO Max. And I want to get your hot take. Luke, how was it? Um, I think there were some people together, <laughs> some kind of team. Yep. yep. And uh, I think they were trying to help people who were going through a hard time yep. or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Know, yep. Crisis yeah. helpline. Call center. Call center, team. yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think. They raising awareness here on the podcast, yes. I mean, Luke, what you just described is better than what I saw when I watched the movie. Oh, that movie was terrible. So if anyone I get everyone's on the hype train. There is no difference between this movie and the movie prior to it. it they were both terrible. None of them had a plot. It was terrible. So um, come at me if you want. The movie was garbage. I love James Gunn, but this thing was just terrible. Um, so I don't know why it's all hyped up. I don't know why it has such high ratings because it's garbage. Um, but that's okay. That's just my opinion, whatever. But um, that's not even what we're here to talk about. But I feel like I need, since we are a lifestyle podcast, and one day Luke is going to go back and watch all of this Marvel property and all this DC property, and he's going to be like, you know what, that one time 10 years ago we had a conversation about the Suicide Squad, and Mike was right. It was garbage. Um, it will be garbage today. It will be garbage in 10 years. So, uh, unfortunately, we'll probably get a sequel. Anyway. But, guys, The Bad Batch, we are getting ready to wrap this thing up in a two-part season finale. They snuck that in on us, you know? They kept us under wraps. It was a two-parter. Um, kind of, I guess, what we were expecting. But, Luke, I want to come to you first. I mean, you're, you're the only one here, so obviously I'm coming to you first. Oh, please do. Phrasing. Please. Um, what did you think, man? I mean, a lot of our speculation, I felt, was kind of spot on. But what, what are your thoughts after part one, Return to Camino? Well, I got to put out a warning there for the listening audience a little bit. Mm. I, got, I got the sniffles up a bit. Amen. So the voice is maybe sounding more sultry I think it is. than normal. I'm slightly turned on right now, so you I might, might have to cut to you for a little bit. You might think Asajj Ventress is the new host <laughs> of Flying Casual. And if that uh, gets you a little too excited, Let's just go. every once in a while, put the headphones down. Absolutely. Cool off a little bit. Absolutely. And Luke, then come back. I feel so like you could just, do what, what's the what's the is it ASMR? What what is the the audio like? Yeah, yeah, therapy. ASMR. Yeah, I feel like you could do a really good one right now. Sip a little tea. Yeah, I got, I got the tea handy. And then so. speak sweet, sweet, sweet Star Wars into my ear holes. 
the bad bad <laughs> turns to Camino. <laughs> their stormy home. It's so wet there, Luke. <laughs> God, I feel like uh, what's his face is making an appearance again on the podcast. Um, oh, 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 Sarge, whatever his name was, but. In your sultry voice, Luke, I mean, an epic beginning to the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, just to play with some uh, sort of pedantic nonsense, um, it's kind of funny to me that they're calling this part one of, of a two-part finale when it seems like the final three episodes are all very much a continuous arc. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't call the, the last episode part one of three of the finale, but that's kind of neither here nor there. Yeah. Great point. Uh, <laughs> because yeah, the, we, I don't think there's been much discussion on the podcast yet of that episode, the um, rescue of Gregor. Yeah, which was great to see another returning character, but a character that made sense in the moment. Great point. And then, um, you know, just like Crosshairs, Chip, yeah, get turned up to eleven at one point. Is he even a chip? Get maxed out. Um, they they turned it up to eleven for part one of the of this finale, I think. And I'm left wondering like, Oh gosh, that was so epic. What, what could the episode two of the two part finale hold that yeah. could top that? Yeah. Dude. Great, great reference to Gregor. Cause you're right. I think we skipped over an episode. I'm pretty sure we did, uh, did our monthly casual council and, and, and we may have talked about it in casual council. I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember what I did yesterday. So you're right. We got the return of Gregor. It's like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, yeah, we've seen him before. Okay, cool. Uh, I think in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, if I recall. Um, yes, yes. So, he had gone a bit a bit loopy by the time of Rebels. He was a goofy, goofy absolutely. guy. Absolutely. You can start to see it happening, and, yeah, it's <laughs> full-fledged goofy after. Um, so, so many things about the episode I loved. Um Luke, when, you know, Crosshair baiting them to come back to Camino to capture them. Um, but some of the moments, you know, I'm sure I'm skipping over a lot, but I'm thinking of just like learning more about Camino, that it's not just these platform cities with the cloning facilities, but you've got these underwater tube like rail lines that connect to other parts of the planet. Like, you could really explore Camino and do some cool stuff. And, and there's probably some people hiding out, some Kaminoans maybe got away. I mean, I feel like we're probably going to see some of that in the second, the second, the ending to this finale. Um, I thought that was super cool. And the fact that to get there, they're really depending on Omega. She's really shining here. Um, I thought that was super cool, man. I mean, it also felt, I think they even played the same Camino music from episode two when Obi-Wan goes, uh, when the shuttle's landing down, like just rain. And it just felt, it felt very much like the prequels. Um, so much that you could tell that this was the end of that era. Like when you're first on Camino, you're like, this feels very menacing and everyone's kind of gone. Oh shit. This is the end of this stage of star Wars. But what did you think going back, man? I mean, what, what did you enjoy? No, I, I like what you're saying. You could almost like do this mega cut of all the, the most crucial best episodes of clone wars, like start with attack of the clones, get all the most crucial big episodes of the clone wars. Yeah. And then watch rebels and then watch revenge of the Sith and then watch the bad batch immediately. If you had like, yeah. um, 
130 hours to sit in the same spot uh, for a while and watch the same thing. It would, and it would all, so much of it would go together yeah. in the flow because it is all one, one story, really. Yeah. And yeah, to see, this is like, um, yeah, such a bookend to Attack of the Clones. It's like this tale started way back in Attack of the Clones and it's kind of um, coming to a close here in many ways, the destruction of a, Tepoca City, I think it is, uh, yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, so, it, yeah, and then you're right with some of the music cues hearkening uh, back to that um, the episode two as well. It was great. It was it was it was powerful. Um, you know, to jump to the very end, the imagery of the the star destroyers coming yeah. through the stormy clouds, yeah, firing down in the city, and in some of those shots from. Um, from within the water, the destruction of like the pier that holds up the city, yeah. crashing down and the, the just blasting away at it, and um, it's like yeah, this era is over. Yeah, it was sad as shit. <laughs> like, I just it's like I don't, you know, I'm not overly connected to Camino, but it felt like it really felt like a bookend. Just you know, as we well, we thought the prequels were over, we've got a lot of kind of prequel era. Uh, story, but man, it really felt like okay, we're really putting this to rest now, and and we're moving on. Even with the same theme from episode two, with the the uh, when Obi Wan's coming to Camino, I don't know if Kiner added some like extra just emotion to it. He just changed it up so to where I was just like, shit's gonna be bad. <laughs> like right from the beginning, it just was so gorgeous. Um, and then when they get to the facility. Uh, to see when Kami- or when uh, Omega is kind of talking about this la- this secret laboratory that she took them to, um, and to share with them, this is where you guys were created, and I was here to witness it. I mean, we all kind of knew that that was possible, but to hear her talk about it and it resonate with them, like holy shit! Like we weren't joking. Like we are family. We were all here in this moment, and she witnessed it all. Like, it's just insane to, that just resonated with me a lot. Like, I don't know, a lot of depth there. What what did you think of that, Luke? Yeah, I think it's, it's so great to go back to the beginning of the season when, uh, you know, the, the bad batch has been this crew traversing the galaxy, having all these adventures, experiencing all these different worlds. Um, Within the context of all the, all the fighting and the battles, but yeah. still getting to go and, and see the wider world and interact with it. And then you had this cloistered Omega who only knew um, the Camino and laboratories and facilities, basically. And to see, you got to see her experience the world and experience like dirt yeah. <laughs> and yeah. grass for the first time. Um, but in reality, they've sort of been in existence about the same amount of time because she doesn't have the the aging and growth acceleration. So they've, exactly. they've been in the galaxy the same amount of time, but just through the experiences they've had, they're so different. Um, and, uh, but, but Omega still in many ways is like wiser than them. Yeah. Um, e- even though she hasn't had quite the, the same experiences and like she's there, their moral compass in many ways. Uh, so it was, it was, you know, really intriguing to see her come back because there was all that, um, you know, she, when she was f- rescued basically 
from Camino. They took her away. She said, she said she didn't really want to go back. Yeah. But she's like, I'll go back for Hunter to help him to do what's right. And, uh, so that's a lot for her, her to process at the same time. A hundred percent. And even, I think Hunter even apologizes in the episode. Like, I'm sorry you had to come back. Like, I promised you you wouldn't have to. And you're right. Like, she's experienced so much in so little time, and, and so is the Batch. But it was very sombering for her to come back and see what life was like and how limited it was. And, and I think even for the Batch, just being like, I don't, they didn't even, I mean, the clones probably don't even see where they really come from, right? I mean, they, their their life is accelerated, and they're training and doing all these things. They probably have no idea really where they came from. And to see you were just in these, like, tubes, and and I was a part of that. It was just, I don't know, it brought them closer together to me, and, and it made it just, I don't know, very sombering experience, which was very surprising because I've enjoyed the show, but, like, I don't know, really haven't felt the investment with this, this group and bringing them together. But, man, that was... That was a really touching moment. Um, I'm like, how are you guys going to fight after this now? Like, I mean, I thought everyone was just going to break down, but no one really did. Um, and another cool feature, we don't really see a lot of rain in Star Wars. I mean, it was very odd to see Obi-Wan soaked in his robe, right? And be like, well, okay, this is different. But then to even see, like, Omega and, like, her hair just, like, soaking wet. Like, it was <laughs> just those details that we don't get a lot. I thought that was super cool we need more rain in star wars i I, we just we just need it it just felt it made it makes it much more realistic but it's funny that you mentioned the hair because her hair has almost been like hairspray stiff (laughs) the entire show and it's always the same and it's never different Uh and then that shot where she was that shot stands out to me in my memory of the episode as well because it's like so different that oh yeah her hair was kind of falling down into her face because she was soaking wet it's amazing how memorable that image was yeah she's just working on this data pad and she's got water running down her face she's like flicking in her hair off and stuff i'm like that is i don't know why that's just so cool to me i love i love the imagery and, and you're right luke man just the extra time that was spent showing the destruction of the facility too and we're gonna get to maybe some of my criticisms here in a bit but like some of my favorite moments were that um and when they took a few shots to show the empty facility. That's when I was like, yeah, the end of an era. We're never coming back to this time period. This is it. This is the past, and we are moving on. It was just like, why do we care so much? The Kaminoans weren't that great up people, but it was just. Well, not well, not just the Kaminoans. This was something I wanted to talk with you about, um, not just for this episode, but the one prior. There was a lot of, a lot of alluded to darkness without actually like showing it um, directly. There was a, um, I think it was in the prior episode where they're the young clone cadets who were kind of like the teenage looking ones who were marching around and were like, you know, they were going to take them away from the facility. And, uh, you know, they were asking the, the Kaminoan, well, I so good to be a soldier, don't I? Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen to you, man. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know if you're going to be alive in a, I know. In a week. Um, so there's this dark, uh, ominous feeling about what, what ha- happened to all the clones that were still here. Yeah. Um, in, in addition to the, the Kaminoans themselves. And then um, there was, I, I love the opening of the prior episode when Gregor was being hunted down yeah. um, by the dog-like little creatures. Yeah. Um, that's a really dark that that conjured to me really dark imagery of like 
um, you know, the time of like the Fugitive Slave Act in early America, where yeah. slaves could be that were trying to escape to like Canada could be um, hunted even while they were in the north, even yeah. you know when they weren't in a slave state, could still be hunted down and taken back into slavery, and often you know would be chased with dogs and men on horseback and things like that. So yeah. that um, opening scene of Gregor trying to run away and being sort of chased down by the dog-like creatures and the, and the stormtroopers was also very, very menacing, um, conjured menacing and dark um, things from our own history. Yeah, and you could kind of guess in that moment, you, you saw that he was being hunted by troopers, but you kind of guess, like, probably not clones. Like just kind of leading you to believe that they probably wouldn't be hunting their own kind. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, they are, but it just felt different, man. It just, it was very sad. And and to hear that they were relocated, <laughs> you're like, okay, like all of them? <laughs> or just like ones that could kind of help out with this transmission? Like what happened to everyone else? I'm sure we'll, we'll learn more. Um, Gregor didn't, you know, give us a ton of details, but just that they were kind of relocated to other places. Um and and just blending Star Wars time periods. I mean, this new armor that these these troopers had. You have a blend of the clone armor with some armor from Rebels and the original Stormtrooper. It was kind of cool the way they blended it, showing this is a transition and it's going to take time. Um, I thought that was super cool. But yeah, that was that was a fun episode. I, I think we talked about it a little bit on Casual Council. I can't remember though. Um, but it was a, that was a really fun episode. Um, and the end of that one too, when Hunter was captured, just the shot and just, I don't know, it was gorgeous. Like it felt like next level animation for them. Um, and the opening was cool too. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good episode. Um, Luke, now I feel like I have to get into some of my criticisms. I mean, this may be a fairly short podcast. I have no idea. Did you have any criticisms of this episode at all? I don't think a criticism so much. Um, it does some of the sort of plot develops make you scratch your head and wonder, yeah. like, how does that fit? I mean, we should talk a little bit about the um, the conversation between Crosshair and Hunter was really the the heart of the the drama in the yeah. episode. It's really. Um, great things I necessarily wasn't expecting from Crosshair. So I, yeah. I don't know if you want to cover your criticism first and then get <laughs> into that, or if your criticism is related to that. It kind of blends with it because I mean, I've been saying for weeks, like I think this is just who Crosshair is. I think he's just kind of a dick. I was a little surprised, right? But it just makes sense that this dude is making a choice. Now, my, the criticism lies in that when – they're put in this situation with the the training droids and all that. And I'm like, this feels like an easy way to just like, oh, crosshairs. I, I really thought he was just going to join back up and be like, guys, I'm really sorry. Like, it really felt like we were going there. And that's when I kind of yeah. rolled my eyes. I looked at Ollie. I said, damn it. Like, it's going to be that easy. But I was happy that they, they did the chip thing and show that really, you know what? He's, he's making a choice here and that he is there to serve this empire and I thought that was awesome because we kind of expected that. Um, at least I did with uh, Captain uh, what's his face, Mister Handsome. Oh uh, crap! I don't remember <laughs> his name now. What was the, his name? The new Imperial guy? No. Well, he's handsome too. But the old captain that uh, defected. What's his name? The clone. 
Gregor? No. The one before him. Who defected before Gregor? Oh, Hauser. 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 Yes. On Ryloth. It just made it... It just made it that much more special for me because I, I thought, you know what, there are people that seem like they can overcome this, um, and he did. It seems, you know, without removing his chip. So I thought that was cool. I, I did like that. I loved that he dropped and said, "You know what, I've had the chip gone for a long time. This is me you're dealing with." I thought that was super cool, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the scene where they're all kind of fighting the droids together. It just felt like I don't know, kind of too easy. For me, I, I, I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, they're all fighting together again, just like they were. It was fine, but that wasn't that wasn't my favorite. Um, but I was very pleased that that is Crosshair. You know what you get now. Um, you can call him brainwashed or whatever, but there's some there's some hurt there from being abandoned by his brothers. But there's also this dedication to the Empire, um, and maybe this this he, this just need for power. Um, to maybe get some recognition that he wasn't getting when he was with his brothers. I don't know. What, what did you think of it, man? Any, I mean, all good stuff. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was kind of wasn't expecting aspects of it. The, the certainly the, the chip being gone and these are my own decisions. Part of it was was a, the surprising part to me. Yeah, um, because they played up so much early on in the series that you know Omega especially was saying, I know this isn't you. You don't want to do this. You can't help yourself. Yeah. So like I said, the, the head scratching part comes in. Oh, where exactly did he remove his chip? Because yeah. we thought he's, we saw it being turned up and did he still have it then? Okay. Maybe he still had it then. So it just, it, that's more of like, it's not a criticism, but it leads to kind of the fun speculation that fans like to do and try to pinpoint, okay, well, when did this happen? Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's not so important the precise second that it, that it happened. Yeah. It's more important that, it has happened, and now he's acting without the influence of the chip. And I love that you called back to Hauser to what what a comparison. A guy who still has his chip, yeah, but makes the decision that this is wrong. Yeah, that the you know, things some of the things the Empire is doing are wrong, and I'm going to speak out against that. Versus somebody who doesn't have the chip, but then still wants to follow the Empire. Like, wow, what a comparison that yeah. is. That's that's a great, a great contrast. But I, I was really moved by. Um, Crosshair still seems to have a certain amount of love and yeah. admiration for his his fellow um, bad batchers. Like he he still he still cares for them, and but he's made this calculation that their great skills and prowess are being wasted. Yeah. He's clearly done some recon on them. He knows that they're kind of I think doing these odd jobs out in the galaxy. Yeah, and he he tries to say no, you were you were bred and built for more than this you are capable of more than that come do important things come build an empire yeah this is where it's at um you know that's that's an argument we've seen from some other imperial characters in the new era um oh, admiral ray sloan comes to mind for me where she is kind of a sympathetic character you get to know in some of the books and things yeah but she her whole point of view is like no the the order that the empire provides and the discipline that the empire provides is what the galaxy needs. And oh, there may be some rough things that happen around the edges, but that goal of the order is sort of justifies the means and, and crosshairs along those same lines. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to like, you know, another join me moment. Like we get in star Wars, Vader to Luke, join me, Kylo to Ray, join me. Thousand percent. You read my mind, dude, because that's what I was going to say next is that 
I'm so glad it wasn't this chip. That is Star Wars. Someone's making a choice, and they're making the wrong choice. They're going down the path of the dark side. They're not Force users or anything like that, but there's still a choice, and there's still good and evil, and it's not just, yeah, we just use this chip, and you're a dick. It's like it's more complex than that, and that's what I love so much that it's just it is that is Star Wars. You know, we haven't really seen a ton of Jedi or anything, but there's still these normal maybe not, they're not even really normal, but people that are different that are grappling with these same, you know, choices and lust and power and greed and that happens and and he has fallen it seems. And if we're gonna then this is what I'm going to say. I I am always a fan of if you're going to do something shitty there's no redemption for you. Okay, you need to make a sacrifice. So maybe Crosshair has to sacrifice everything to save and to really show, you know what? I admired you guys and I loved you guys to sacrifice himself, maybe to save them to get off Camino. I think that'd be really, really compelling. And then that could be a defining moment for these guys to say, you know what? We're more than just soldiers. You know, we got to take better care of each other. It's a big galaxy out there. We need each other. We need to uplift each other and, 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 you know, it's different. You know, we served our purpose there, but now our lives change. I think that could be really compelling, but I just, I feel like it's going to be too easy. If it's like, oh, he made, okay, he's back. The batch is back. Let's, let's go. Like, what do you think, Luke? I mean, is, is the guy got to go? Or, uh, I mean, especially now that we know he doesn't have this chip or, or could they mend things to a point where they can trust him again? I, I, I it's hard for me to tell. I, I don't see him back with the batch long term and I hadn't thought this until now, but I all of a sudden, while you were talking, had this vision Let's go. of Omega being the one who kills him. Shit. Like what? I mean, a callback to what you talked about, Luke. She says maybe she's got her bow, and she says, "I was wrong." Well, I was wrong. Like, now, about you. now I know these are your choices. Yeah, and push from the shove if you're going to hurt. You know, one of the one. You know, one of the family members that I've created here with this group. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll kill you to save them. So yeah. I think that would be pretty, a powerful scene where Omega <sighs> makes that choice to save Boy. Hunter, you know, maybe Crosshair's about to kill Hunter and, and Omega, yeah. um, kills him to save, to save Hunter. And what, a I don't know if that's too heavy a moment for a, an animated show to have a young kid <laughs> take the dude out. I mean, but I think, that would be sort of a powerful end if that's really the decision he's made and, there, and there's no there's no going back. It, it might come to a, a head like that. I think you're right. I, I think it could be a, a, like a Obi-Wan Maul ending to where in that in those final moments he has maybe some regrets um, that I wasn't seeing things clearly, that you know I made maybe some wrong choices. I don't know if Maul you know, is redeemed or something like that at the end, but uh, some sort of regret there. I think that would be, dude, that would be powerful. That would wreck Omega, which I think that would be good for her character and that, you know, because we just kind of assume that she's this Force-sensitive person. She's, like, feeling the goodness in him. This isn't you. I know it's not you. You're not doing this. But maybe she was wrong. Maybe she's got to, you know, reevaluate, like, what she's doing. I don't know. I love that, Luke. Let's write the damn thing. I mean, we got some time, maybe. You know, maybe they're still finishing things up. I love that. I I, I think if we're going to 
you know, it's already been pretty dark in this series. Like let's, let's go full fledged just at the end. Just super sad. I mean, we lost Kanan in a dramatic, you know, experience. If we've dealt with that, I think we can deal with crosshair bite the big one in dramatic effect. I'd be down for it. Uh, he kind of deserves it in my opinion. Um, but yeah, what else Luke? I mean, do you have any idea what the hell is going to happen? Besides maybe Crosshair dying, any other thoughts? I mean, are we getting off that's, Camino? Yeah, that's really what I'm struggling to see what um, what what this last episode can can hold because yeah. you could have almost ended with the sort of cliffhanger of them still on the city as it's being destroyed yeah. and left us with that all the way into until the second season comes out and you're like, oh no, where, how yeah. are they going to get out of it? But the fact that they're giving us a little more before concluding the season does leave me uh, scratching my head, which is why I feel like there's still more to more to come with Crosshair that what we saw yeah. isn't it. So I don't know if there's any room to bring any of the other characters we've seen. Maybe Rex comes back in the picture to help them escape in some way since he's been a character they've been in communication with uh, throughout the season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm really left wondering what else this this final episode could bring. They they can, they can jam so much into these episodes. Yeah. Um. Even though it's 25 minutes. Um. I don't know if you you have much else to go on for that next one. I don't. I I, I like what you said too because I totally agree. I don't think you can. Like I don't feel like Boba Fett can show up. Like it's just gonna be so. Random, right? We kind of thought this would tie into the Book of Boba Fett maybe or give us some inclination of where we were going, but I feel like that would be so random at this point. We're having this dramatic moment with these brothers. Like, let's let's finish that out. And I was a little shocked and a little bummed out that on social media, Star Wars is sharing that there's going to be a season two before the season even freaking ends. I was like, come on. That kind of that took me out of it. For a second. I'm like, why don't you just, like you said, they're on Camino, shit goes awry, and we have no idea if they survived. And at the end of the credits, you want to say the Bad Batch will be back in season two, like they've done in other properties? That's fine. But I would have been fine with them letting it sit for a few months, and we're just like, wait, what? What happened to them? And then they can come back and say, yeah, we're coming with another season. I Build some anticipation, folks. I mean, like, you, you finally, you've hooked us into this, this this group that you know a lot of us didn't really care about, and then you kind of spoil it. We're already getting let, let let the freaking story happen, and then share those details later. I was kind of bummed by that. Did you even see that, Luke? No, I did. I did hear that they announced season two. Yeah, um, which is interesting because yeah, the you know the Marvel mo is to do the end of credits reveal about yeah. what's coming next, right? And then they even did that with. Mandalorian season two and announcing the the book of Boba Fett in that way. So you wonder if just generally Star Wars would start to adopt that mode of operation being under the same absolutely Disney umbrella of things. Um, but I don't know these these animated shows are a lot to put together and I don't know, budget wise they just didn't want to do an end of credit scene yeah uh, tacked on or figured a press release was as good as just some text on the screen that say coming next year. So yeah. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but still going to watch it. I'm certain. Um, 
yeah, I'm super pumped for it. I can't wait for next week. And then at that point, it's we wait for the Book of Boba Fett, I think, this fall, which I'm 100% in. Um, and will we get any teases as to what that's going to be up? I have no idea. But, Luke, there's so much out there right now of just, like, people on set, like, talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, one of the actors was saying how Deborah Chow and Ewan McGregor have made this feel like a – like a like an independent film where everyone has just like some some say and creative idea what's going on it just makes me so freaking excited i want to talk more about that i'm loving the bad match but i'm like i man i'm i'm biting at the at the i'm excited for this other stuff because nothing gets me more excited than the obi-wan show and i can't wait to talk about it more um what do you are you anything else you're looking forward to, Luke? I mean, are you in the nitty gritty of the theorizing right now with other stuff or the spoilers? Or are you staying out of it right now? Uh, my head's in so many different places right now. That's fair. My Crazy. voice is going. I'm sorry with the the cold; it's starting to go. <laughs> but uh, I'm catching up on High Republic books. I've been reading. I've read two of the three most recent ones that have come out for that. Killing it. I've been catching up on more of the Bounty Hunter comics. <laughs> But yeah, my voice is just—it's going. Sorry, guys. Luke has got the cotton mouth, and 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 I too uh, am feeling a, a bit famished and uh, dehydrated and exhausted myself. So we'll wrap this thing up. But Luke, I'm glad you're reading those. I'm I'm still reading into the dark, um, and I'm also doing the audiobook of our Rogue One novelization, guys. So do not forget that the book club will be next week. Um, so finish that. I've still got a lot to read, but I'm enjoying what I'm, what I'm reading right now. I'm loving the just, yeah, a lot of it goes right in line with the movie there in the beginning, but the prologue is extensive and it's all that opening scene, uh, there on the, uh, Lars Homestead. And I freaking love it. I love all the little details we're getting from it. So I'm super excited to talk about that one. Just need to make sure that I finish the damn book. Um, so you guys do that as well. We're going to let Holly sleep. I'm pretty sure she's already passed out. We're going to let uh, Luke rest his vocals because someone has to scream at the television next Friday during, you know, this freaking who knows going to show up. Maybe Luke Skywalker will show up. I have no idea who who knows anymore. You, anyone could show up at this point, but hopefully they'll keep it small there with the batch and, and let some you know bigger reveals happen down the line. But guys, get ready for book club. Um, and get ready for this finale. It should be pretty epic. And let's all hope that maybe just, you know, Crosshair doesn't make it coming out of there. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Are you big fans of Crosshair? Um, if so, I'm super sorry. But uh, let, what, what are you expecting for this, this, this second part of the finale? Um, I want to know if you're excited about it. So get to reading. Read your High Republic. Read your Rogue One. One day we're going to talk about the High Republic. And it may just have to be like a batch of material. But we're going to do it. Um, so continue loving Star Wars, however you're going to do it. Um, and thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient. I know we've had some episodes drop a little later than our normal schedule on Mondays, but I appreciate you guys' patience and just, you know, can't always record on the same night. Life happens. So we appreciate you being patient. We appreciate your listen. Tell your friends, um, that you're listening to flying casual where sometimes we talk about DC properties for two minutes, but I love you guys. Take care of each other and may the force be with you.